You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Welcome to Expansion, a podcast about personal and professional growth here at EXP Realty. I'm your host, Glenn Sanford, the founder of EXP, and each Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be talking to one of our icon agents about their careers, success, and ultimately what inspires them. Today, I'm excited to welcome Michael Collier of the Ambassador team, and uh, hey, welcome, Michael. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Glenn. I'm glad to be here. So uh, you've got kind of a, an interesting background, you know, prior to real estate, um, you were an act, actually a Walt Disney World ambassador. What, right. what was that? What's that all about? Yeah, so uh, out of 65,000 cast members, every two years, Disney selects two Disney ambassadors to represent the company on a global scale. You can think of it much like a spokesperson for the company. And so I was selected uh, a few years ago uh, to be a Walt Disney World. And I say a few years ago, it was back in 2006. So I'm trying not to date myself, but it was a little while ago. And um, yeah, I represented the company on a global global scale and and it was fantastic. It, I got a chance to see a lot from a very, very high point of view amongst you know Disney executives and, and being in some of the rooms seeing some of the things that were happening within the company, but also being a representative of the cast members of the company and being that voice to the community as well. Oh, awesome. Now, so was this externally facing or was this to kind of bring the voice of the was, cast members to the boardroom? Okay. Was both actually. Oh, awesome. there, was, there, was in, there was internal. Uh, so one of the things that we did was we uh, also many times would be the ones that would recognize cast members who had been with the company for 15, 25, 35 years, you know, and representing them, uh, representing. So it actually started with Walt Disney. I'll give you a really brief history of it. Walt Disney himself, as he was building Disneyland, when he started, when he started the tencennial the celebration, as they called it at Disneyland, celebrating Disneyland's 10 years of existence, because, you know, Disneyland almost did not even have its first year of existence, right? But it survived up to 10 years. And by then, there were so many celebrities and dignitaries that were going to be there. Walt Disney couldn't be in all these places at once. And so he decided that he wanted to have an ambassador who would represent in all of these places that he needed to be when he couldn't be there as well. And so, uh, so that happened and it grew from Disneyland to Walt Disney World. And then now at each of the Disney properties around the world, there are Disney ambassadors who represent that brand, that local location, but they do it on a global scale. Oh, wow. So, so how yeah. is that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that that's shaped you as a, as a business person and you probably brought some of that stuff forward. How, what, what is, uh, what has that been like? Yeah, it's been amazing. You know, really being able to see how a company uh, so large is able to stay in touch with the people that make up the company. You know, Walt Disney himself, obviously being the visionary that he is, but also just a very wise individual understood that, uh, you know, a company is just, you know, it's more than just the buildings that make up the company. It's more than just the things that you have. But what makes up the company, a great company is great people. And so, you know, Disney has this formula that says, you know, happy cast creates happy guests through great results. Right. And so if you can if you can focus on the people 
then all of the results will flow through that. And so me seeing that at a very high level, being an executive steering committee uh, meetings and with the president of Walt Disney World and having some of these conversations, they're asking me, what am I seeing? You know, kind of boots on the ground type of thing. Uh, it, it was it was really inspiring to see, again, a company get so big, being a Fortune 100 company, but still uh, care about each individual uh, in the company and, and find ways to care about each individual that was part of the company. So now what, what trend, what got you into real estate? So in my tenure at Disney, when I came out of the Disney ambassadorship, I, I went into sales at Disney. So I ended up being a, what we call a Disney vacation club guide. So I sold Disney vacation club, which is time, timeshare guy. You're saying? I was a timeshare guy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I became, a, so I always I. say it's Disney. Disney's version of timeshare, right? But yes, it is timeshare. And I started, I started selling Disney Vacation Club on board the Disney cruise ships. So I had a very unique role. There were only 22 people in the world who did this job. And, um, there, you know, no other timeshare company sells timeshare on a cruise ship. You know, I think there's some now, but back then there was nobody else who did it. And so I was a part of this really kind of elite team of sales folks. And, and uh, you know, our job was essentially to, uh, to open, open a relationship and close a transaction within that three or three night, four night or seven night cruise. And while they're they're out having fun and going to the shows and going to the pool and the kids are crying and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, one of the things that really prepared me even for now, a lot of the trainings that I do and, and stage presence that I do when I'm speaking on panels back then uh, on the cruise ships, part of my job was to hold host group presentations. And sometimes I'd have, you know, five or 15 people in those rooms, but there's times where we've had 200 people in the room, uh, families. And, and so I was explaining the product and helping them to understand not just how the product works, but what the product can actually do for them, you know, and uh, helping them to see the vision. And so as they began to dream about what that looks like, they would take a time to meet with me one-on-one -on -one, and that's where I'd be able to kind of get more specifics and, and uh, ultimately, you know, get them to, to join Disney Vacation Club. So, so on, on the cruise ship, I know I'm digressing from real estate specific stuff, but yeah. um, so did there, was there a particular spiff that they got to, 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 to I mean, obviously I'd sit down with you because you're such a great guy, but, <laughs> but, but what was it that got people to come and, and do the tour? You know, every once in a while there would be like a, you know, they would offer fast passes if they decided to, you know, it, it, for those who are listening or watching this, if you don't know what fast passes are, basically kind of get to the front of the line much quicker pass. And, uh, you know, that that could help when you have someone, you know, a family spending thousands and thousands of dollars to be at, at the parks, you know, when they get back to, to Walt Disney World, they, they want to be able to get through the lines that much quicker. So spending a little bit of time with me would give them their time back through the use of fast passes. And uh, but we didn't do uh, we didn't have to do a lot of the tactics that a lot of, you know, timeshares. I know, you know, I was one of those guys before who I'd gone to uh, some island and, and they offered me, you know, I, I think I got like free parasailing or, or, or something like that. Right. There was all this stuff. You know, you you can get three three free three night stay with breakfast included if you just go on this presentation and then you're there for five hours later still saying no. Um, we weren't that. We weren't that. It was it was Disney. These folks were already coming here. They were already traveling. They were already doing the activities that this product served. It just served them at a higher level. So my job was to you know help them understand it um, and, and see how we can actually benefit them um, and, and save them money 
over time as well, right? right? And so when you so when they remember, can see the dream, yeah. see the benefit, and see the cost savings, then it was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, well, I used to sell I I sold um, timeshare for Trend West Worldmark back. Uh, oh yeah, my early twenties, but um, and and we you know we had about fifteen percent you know close ratio, but I'm guessing since you know your folks are coming through, it was slightly higher. It's a little, it's, it's higher, but I will tell you this too, with Disney, there was no negotiation on the price. So okay. as much, there was, the ticket is the ticket, right? It's almost like they right. say on Rodeo Drive, like if, if, you know, if you, if you have to ask how much it costs, you can't afford it, right? So with right. this, they would definitely ask how much it costs, but uh, there was no, oh, it starts at $30,000. And then by the, by the time you walk out, it's like, you know, you only spent $3,000 and got the same thing that they were trying to sell you. Disney's price is Disney's price. And, and the price only goes up over time. So it's one of one of the products, one of the timeshare products that you can actually buy and use. And then people, there is a market where people actually buy it from other people, right? Like it actually, and right. you can sell it many times for more than what you bought it for after using it for some time. So well, that doesn't happen with any other timeshare out there. That's for sure. That is um, so let's, so, uh, so what, what got you into real estate? What, what got you and what got you over to EFTC? So, so that, so um, there were, there were some, some ebbs and flows, you know, while I was on the cruise ship, um, you know, traveling so much, I'd be gone for a week or two at a time. And, and, uh, and my wife, uh, you know, kind of got got tired of feeling like a single mom. You know, we had just had my daughter only only two years. We, we had her in 2014. And so by 2016, I was starting to miss a lot of what was going on at home, you know, and, and I was starting to feel like I was going to miss a lot of the big events that was going to happen in my wife's life as well as my daughter's life. And so I had to make the tough decision of of leaving and going and stepping out um, and I was making great money. I was traveling the world. I've, I've seen as far as Alaska, all the way to St. Petersburg, Russia, and everything in between. So, you know, a lot of people thought I was crazy for leaving, uh, but I but I did. And I knew that real estate was all. I always knew that real estate was going to be a large part of what I did. I was inspired by Rich Dad Poor Dad, as most people will tell you. That's how they got into real estate. Robert Kiyosaki and reading that book helped me to understand that it was more about. It was more than just about selling homes, uh, that there was a business, there was an investor side of it, there was a business side of it. And that really appealed to me. So uh, I started flipping homes in 2015 before I actually left in 2016. I flipped my very first house. I made $28,000 and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, if I do this 10, 11 times, I'm making about what I'm making at Disney anyway. So let's just do this. And as you know, with flipping properties, it's not as easy as it looks on HGTV, right? So there, I won some, I lost some. But there was a lot of lessons in there. I went from that to hard money lending because I you know, made a lot of money and I put some money aside. So I started actually lending money to investors who were looking to flip homes. And then I got into wholesaling. Uh, so I, I kind of hit a lot of the different um, you know, lines within real estate investing. I just got into wholesaling and uh, the wholesale firm that I had gotten with, I actually had become a partner in the business and uh, I didn't I didn't love it. I, I didn't I didn't love the um the collaboration of the people that i was with the, and and so it became a kind of a toxic environment um in, in some ways there was some lack of integrity that i didn't uh, you know i didn't align with so a buddy of mine reached out to me and said um you know you should really look into exp you know i, I can tell that you're not happy i know that you're not happy where you are it's my best friend he's known me since sixth grade so he's like i know you're not happy where, where you are 
Um, you should really check into it. You know, I'm here already and you sell more real estate than I do. And uh, so you should really check it out. I said, all right, I'll, I'll take a look. And so he put me on the phone with a few different people, um, Jay Kinder being one of those guys. And um, and Jay said, well, hey, listen, you know, there's some folks that are coming into the Orlando market. I can't tell you who they are just yet because they haven't made their announcement. But uh, there's a guy there right now. His name is Carlos German. He's going to he's awesome. You know, so you'll have all the support and all that stuff. And and uh, and so I went uh, and, and made the decision to come over to EXP in January 2019. And it's funny because in, in March, I'd say I think it was March or April of 2019. That's when those other big names made their announcement. And that was Gil Ramos and Veronica Figueroa. Right. So big names right. in my mm -hmm. market. Right. And um, and so he was just letting me know that EXP is legit. You don't worry. You're going to be fine being on this side of things. And I, it's the best move that I've made in my, in my whole career. No, that's awesome. Now, so what does your business look like? You know, what, what, uh, obviously you were doing a bunch of flips. You were doing a bunch of just yeah. investing, so hard money lending. What's uh, what is your what is your personal business? Obviously, your icon agent, which is you don't typically get there from flipping houses. No, that's right. Now, my my business has gone through the ups and downs. There's been a roller coaster of events that have happened. You know, I I um, one of the things I didn't mention was that in 2017, before I even started wholesaling, I'd gotten away from real estate, partnered with a business partner in a completely different space, di completely different industry. And that partner stole $125,000 from me. So the money that I was using to hard money lend and do all of the things and um, it was gone. And so I, you know, I really had to kind of bootstrap my way back into it. And so when I came over to EXP, I was, you know, I, I was, I was looking for for a bigger and better opportunity, and I was looking for ways to collaborate with with thought leaders who who could help, you know, who I could align with and help me to get to where I was trying to go. And so, um, in 2019, I sold nine homes, um, which was my very you know really first year in traditional real estate. However, uh, those nine homes were sold in the first nine months, and that's fantastic. For a new agent the problem was for the next five months i didn't sell anything and so selling zero homes having zero income coming in and no real nest egg to fall back on we fell into bankruptcy and i had to meet with a bankruptcy attorney my wife was in tears and she asked me what are you going to do what's what's the next step like what's what's gonna what are you going to do now and i said i'm just going to double down on what i know is going to work and so uh, she's like, well, you know, what does that mean? I said, for every, every single week from this point on, every single weekend, I'm going to do open houses every single weekend. And uh, this was February of uh, this was February of um, 2020. Well, you know what happened in March? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that timing probably did that little that little thing happened. And, and so um, it, it, it really disrupted that that you know, bulletproof plan that I had. Um, but uh, I'm in Florida, so it didn't affect us as much as it did other states. And so because I was able to still operate, we were deemed essential workers. I was still able to host open houses. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be able to say that by uh, by April or May of that same year, uh, hosting open houses, getting clients, I ended up making uh, $40,000 in that three month span through closing deals and ended up being able to call the bankruptcy attorney and let them know that we don't have to go forward with the bankruptcy. Oh, uh, congratulations. Awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, uh, so, so that year, uh, so 2019, I sold nine homes and you know made I don't know eighty thousand dollars something something like that. Then, uh, and then in 20, uh, 2020, I um, I capped for the you know I capped and and. Um, got really close to to Icon, but missed Icon by nine transactions, and um, and then in 2021, and I, I I doubled my income by then. So at that point, I think I made two hundred thousand dollars, and and then in 2021, uh, my business then at, at that point tripled from what I did the first year. So I sold 27 units last year. I uh, hit Icon, made around two hundred seventy-five thousand. And um, and then it's just an upward trajectory from there. So it's been quite a roller coaster, but I'm I'm loving life. I'm loving where I'm headed. Awesome. Now, do you have a um, have you spent much time kind of growing the EXP from a from a rev share perspective? Or I have, I have. So it, it hasn't been uh, it, it hasn't been a staunch focus for me. But I am by nature, as you know, I'm just a, I'm a connector. You know, I enjoy people. I enjoy creating relationships with people, connecting with people in, in, in that collaboration. So um, without truly focusing on it, I have uh, 49 agents in my rev share group. Um, 22 of those are on my front line. So as frontline agents and 13 of those are FLQAs. So oh. qualified agents that are actually producing and I, I take pride in that just because, uh, you know, um, one of the things that our, our good buddy Dave Cornodo always says is that we're, we're not interested in a body count, right? right. We're, we're, we're not just, you know, and I, I'm truly focused on not just getting just anybody just because they have a real estate license. You know, I really want to partner with, I mean, I'm willing to help anybody, but I want to truly partner with real estate entrepreneurs who are focused on growing their business and who can, who, who are, who are coachable for one, but also, um, who I can collaborate with and learn something from myself, and so I think if we if we have a if we have a shared vision in where we want to take our business, then we can go much further together than faster alone. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, and you know, if you look at you know how we've designed our equity program, I mean, it's it's hundred percent driven by production. So unless right. somebody sells something, um, and and our we we made a a change um, to the way we kind of position the model late 2019, early 2020, where agents aren't counted unless they're productive um, in terms of the FLQA piece. And it changed behavior dramatically where agents now have a, a financial incentive to help people get more productive. It's not just about, you know, agent count. And one thing, I, and I, I don't get it too often, but every once in a while, people ask about sort of even just the monthly fee that we have, the, the, the technology fee of 85 a month. It's like, well, we, why do we charge that? Well, one, we do have some expenses. But two, it helps us get rid of people who are not productive. You know, if you're productive, 85 bucks a month is not a big deal. But if you're not productive and if you have no intention of being productive, then the um, then then you know it's a way to – create some forced attrition in the model. And it's also one of the reasons why, you know, we'll, we'll be a profitable real estate brokerage where others will struggle, especially in this next downturn. Um, and that allows us to make sure that we can continue to offer the benefits that we offer long-term. So 
Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. No, I, I love that. I, again, one of the reasons why my goal, you know, my goal last year and even the year prior, I mean, I missed it the year prior, but one of my, one of the biggest reasons for me wanting to hit icon was really, and I said this yesterday on the panel, you know, I, I have my, my uh, Panama Jack hat on because I'm down here in Panama right now. So I'm, I'm you know, looking out over the ocean out here and I'm, you know, I'm on a panel uh, yesterday and I was telling them, you know, that one of the reasons why uh, production and, and high production is so important to me is just because I want to inspire other agents to do either what I'm doing or know that or see that they can do more. So I truly believe that your story is not for you. Right. I, I tell agents all the time, the story that the ups and downs, the triumphs, even the valley that you might be in right now can be used to help someone else out of the valley that they're in or possibly help them traverse the valley that they might be headed towards. You know, we're headed into a shifting market right now. There's a lot of agents who are taking on nine to five jobs and they're falling out of the real estate industry. And, you know, some of that is probably good, you know, but. When you think about the individual, you know, it may be good for for agents who plan to stay in this thing for the long term. Right. We feel like it's a little crowded. But I, I think back to that that individual who took that risk to become a real estate agent who left their nine to five to become a real estate agent. And and they probably had a lot of the same conversations I had with my wife when we were facing bankruptcy and, and mm -hmm. for them now to possibly fall on their face. And, and have to go back and get a nine to five job, become an employee all over again, kind of maybe feeling like they let themselves down or they let someone else in their family or someone that they love down. Um, that's a hard pill to swallow. And so I, I, I do it so that I can inspire them and say, hey, I was there, right? Like I, I've done, I've done, I faced the bankruptcy. I've, I've had the negative bank accounts. Uh, you know, one, one of the stories I tell them is the time when my, my wife had to my wife went to Target. She loves shopping at Target and she goes grocery shopping at Target and she fills up the the baskets of all the food and gets to the gets to the uh, the counter and uh, everything gets rung up. And, and she had to go through three or four credit cards, you know, before they just said your cards aren't working. And and so she just had to leave everything there and uh, and walk out. And I wasn't there with her, but I only know about that story because she spent most of the night in our bed crying about the situation right. that we were in. Well, that's, that's definitely, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I think anybody who's been an entrepreneur have, have had those moments. And, and to some extent, you have a choice of either you're going to eventually be an inspiration or you're going to be a statistic. And, uh, mm. you know, don't be, don't be a statistic. <laughs> that's right. And if you are going to be a statistic, make sure it's on the upside, not the downside. There, there you go. There you go. Well, Michael, it's been uh, awesome kind of spending time with you Enjoy Panama. I know you've been on stage inspiring agents down there and would-be agents and, and, and other folks uh, about the business. Uh, I know that you've got you know tons to tons more we could talk about, and I'd love to spend more time with you every time we get together. Um, even though it's just brief, um, it's always yeah. uh, you're always bringing um, that uh, that Walt Disney World ambassador you know attitude. So it's pretty pretty awesome to see. So. Uh, you know, like I like we say on all these podcasts, success leaves clues. Um, you've you've left some great clues here today, and uh, be sure to uh, to to uh, check out Mike at the Mike Collier uh, at themikecollier.com. That's your web address, right? The the Mike Collier, <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> The one and only. There you go. And uh, until next time, thanks everyone for listening. And thanks again, uh, Michael. 
Thank you. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of VXP.